Welcome, welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host Sirik, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? We discuss the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go! Okay, Ron, this is week number 13. Four games left, is that right? Four? Or is it five? Or is it six? Uh, we still got... Six what? six we, games, right? Yep. So, we, this is week 13 we're heading to. There's uh, 18 weeks now. Yep. Okay, so this is... I mean, before we get into anything, any discussion or anything, let's, let's do top news real quick. Uh, and the news is mostly a lot of injuries, not anything drastic. Like Carolina lost McCaffrey for the year. What What do you feel about that? Um, well, I mean, it's drastic for them, I guess. I think they were struggling with McCaffrey. Obviously, didn't even look the same. Um, he was struggling to begin with. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what that says about him. They gave him a, a big contract, and now you know he's been missing missing in action for like the past couple of years. You know, he's been hurt all the time, which uh, doesn't help you know the case to to pay running backs at all because they, you know, they as soon as they you pay them, uh, not just McCaffrey, but look at Henry, they end up getting getting hurt, and missing uh, a lot of time. So, you know, it sucks for them. Um, I think they were. They're in a, a season right now where they're probably just going to assess what they have, uh, as, you know, as far as talent, and then figure out for next year and years forward, you know, what they need to do to to get better. Yeah, I think they realized that they weren't going to go anywhere. Cam Newton was a total failure. Uh, they have a good defense, so I think they're going to be okay next year, but. By McCaffrey shutting it down this year, I think that that's their way of waving the white flag, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think they have no other choice. Now they got a good backup, uh, you know, uh, with uh, Chuba Howard. He's a seems to be a pretty good running back, but you know, it's not the same as having McCaffrey out there. So, um, well, they don't have a QB, right? Isn't that if you don't have a QB, you pretty much pack it in, right? Yeah. I mean, then Darnold is, is untrustworthy. Cam Newton, obviously, that's not going to go anywhere. And then, was it PJ? PJ Walker, yeah. PJ Walker, he's, I mean, in that division, even though uh, I think Bucks are going to rule that division anyway, so. And I don't think there's a playoff team coming out of there, is there? Um, no. No, not at all. Um, you know, as far as Sam Darnold goes, he looks like it looks like he'll be back practicing, at least throwing uh, sometime next week. So maybe in a, in a not this week, but next week they'll you know they, they'll be able to go to him if they need to. If Cam continues to struggle, but regardless of who's playing quarterback, I think they're not a playoff team at this point, um, and they just need to figure out you know for next year what they what pieces they need. The other. The other news was that they're saying that eight 
8A Ron is gonna has toe surgery following bye week. Or he's gonna reassess, well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that he's gonna I guess make a decision. I mean the plan right now is to him to rest, and that's why the bye week is critical. They're hoping if, if he just takes the the week just to heal, it heal on his own and, and he'll be good for the rest of the season. Um, so they want to wait to after the bye week, see how it goes uh, from you know from there to see if it's it's healed up. I don't think, honestly, the way he looked this past week with it in your toe and how he was able to move around, that he's going to opt for any surgery this year um, or during the season. I during should say. the season, right? Because I yeah. mean, sur- surgery is like automatic four weeks are out, right? Because you got to heal. I would I would think so. Now they're saying this is not a major surgery it's minor but you still need to keep the toe immobilized so that that means he's not i would think he, he wouldn't be able to play you know for a period of time so you know the way he, he is moving that leads me to think that he's his season's not really in jeopardy he just has he's going to continue to have some discomfort that he's going to need to deal with the more he rests it the better it's going to feel um but you know and it's good that he has a you know a bye week that's coming up pretty soon but you know, you know when when he's getting to the end of the season, you got like playoffs and stuff like that. It's gonna probably, you know, be some pain that he's gonna have to deal with. Now, does that mean that he's he's not gonna get the MVP anymore, or is he still in the mix? I think he's in the mix. He's playing like an MVP at this point. So, so who um, who, who are your top three to win the MVP? Obviously, Tom Brady, right? Yeah, I mean, Tom has to be, I would think he needs to be included in that conversation. Um, Rodgers has to be included in that conversation. And then, you know, some of the other quarterbacks have, have taken a step back uh, to a certain extent, right? So Mahomes is not having a typical Mahomes season. Josh Allen is, you know, and, and Bills, they've kind of struggled a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know at this point. Maybe, you know... If this guy uh, Murray comes back and you know plays the rest of the season and continues to light it up like he was when he was playing, he would get back in the in the conversation. But I, I would have to think it's Aaron Rodgers at this point. Yeah, because I took a look at the FanDuel, see what the odds are. So Tom Brady is currently sitting at plus three hundred. Then you have Josh Allen sitting there at plus 420. Then you have Aaron Rodgers at plus 650. So in that, that number was like, wow, plus 650. Hmm. Then you have Mahomes at plus 750. And then you have Kyle Murray at plus 800. So uh, Kyle Murray. So yeah, I think that nobody, I think that except for Tom Brady, all the other candidates are up for grabs i mean it's a pretty good aaron Rodgers plus 650 that's you know maybe we'll talk about it with the rest of the group about that but yeah i think calamari i don't know if he's gonna win it because but he's already missed a month would you say three games right um i'm not sure if it's two or three games that he's missed it's, it feels like he's been out for a while though. yeah it feels like he's been out for a while I have no idea why they even have Lamar Jackson here, but then. Well, I mean, he's had a he's had a pretty decent season. Yeah, he's had one or two games. He hasn't 
play that well. I don't think he's but. in the top five. I, I don't know why he's on here. And then, and then my boy is on here, Mac Jones. But you know he's way way down. I mean, you would have before Mac Jones. They have Herbert, Stafford, Carr, and Burrow. So, and then out of all these QBs in the mix, they have Jonathan Taylor. So he's plus sixteen hundred. And I don't. When was mm-hmm. the last time a running back won the MVP? I, I don't can tell you. I can't remember. I, it wasn't. Was it Saquon Barley? No, it was. Was it wasn't him? No. Yeah, I can't even remember. No. I think might have been Tomlinson. I don't know. I can't. I honestly can't tell you. I would have to look back. Uh, the other news, uh, injury news is uh, Daniel Jones is week to week with the neck. So they're saying that Glennon's gonna start. Now, Giants are in last place in that division, but it's the Cowboys are faltering. So, what, what's what's your prediction? Is will it really matter? I mean, there. I was looking at them, and the Giants are already four wins, so they already eclipsed what I predicted for them. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're going to be on the outside looking in. I don't think I don't see them turning things around uh, at all, regardless of who plays quarterback. You know, they they're a team that is. Um, kind of in shambles right now with them, you know, firing Garrett and, you know, we heard of, like, the GM apparently might be leaving at the end of the season. Um, I just think they're going to just try to get through the rest of the season. Um, you know, play it out, basically. I don't I don't think they're going to be in contention for for anything at all. Yeah, I think it doesn't really matter. To me. I only bring it up because I know Chris listens to this podcast uh you you gave them six wins for the year so i think they i think they grab another two maybe another one but they're really gonna be in last place um is there anything else that you want to talk about in the news i mean i think that's pretty much it those are the major injuries the only other thing you know impacts my team is covid you know continues to strike um this time it hit, you know, the, the Steelers with uh, T.J. Watt showing up on the COVID list. So looks like I think he'll have a chance to get retested again uh, just to make sure it's not a false positive. But uh, it, it, we're probably looking at, like, not having him for this game uh, against the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, this is... Listen, COVID strikes the players. It even strikes us. So we can't even say COVID is not mm-hmm. affecting everybody. So... Uh, yeah, and then the, the Cowboys coach, I think, got COVID too, right? He, he's going to not be able to participate in the game and coach, if I remember correctly. So it's impacting all teams in different ways. Yes, yeah, stick to the protocols. Stick to the protocols, people. I know we just had a holiday, and we didn't stick to the protocols in this household. Look at what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is going to be the news for 113221. All right, Ron, this is a important game for the Patriots coming up. So I decided to invite a good friend of mine's first time on the podcast all the way from Dorchester, Massachusetts. We got Joe on the line. All right, Joe. So this is a big game, the Patriots versus Buffalo. But before we go into that game, 
I know we played uh, 12 games. Well, you're 8-4 eight, you're eight now. So and we four. haven't had a bye week. So 11, 12 games. 12 games. So right. through 12 games, how have, has the Patriots managed to be A and 4? What's What do you think is the secret? Well, <clears throat> we've seen it before. They, they are just getting better and better and better as the season goes on. They get... You know the, the the mistakes are reduced each time. Like there are so few penalties called against them, and the the penalties uh, you know that are called are not mental errors. They're not uh, technique errors. They're usually just some execution errors, like a, a holding or a um, pass interference. Um, and those are you know in, you know depend on the individual play. But the, overall, the execution. It is getting tighter and tighter, and the teamwork is just getting better and better. So I think that uh, contributes to you know their good record and why they continue to win, whereas earlier in the season they were a little bit faltering. I I agree with everything you said, Ron. What's your take? Why? What's the success? They let me remind you, Ron. They went four zero in in December in uh, November. They haven't lost a game since mid-october so tell me right and don't say oh their opponent's record well i mean that was my excuse last week right so i said last week you know they haven't really played anyone um on, you know on, until they face tennessee i think we weren't really i wasn't really sure how good they are i, I did say that i thought they would be good enough to win 11 games this season um, so I knew they were a good team. I just didn't, I don't know if I, I'm underestimating how, how good they are. Uh, but to answer your question, why, why have they been this successful? Uh, to me, it all, it, it comes down to Bill Belichick. I, I don't think you see this with any other team at all. Every single game, you can count on them being, going in with the right game plan. Um, they're necessarily always the, uh, the 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 best teams in terms of talent um, on the field, but they're so well coached. Um, I think it always gives them an upper hand. I mean, this team, barring the uh, uh, if you, they lost to Miami because of a dumb turnover. <laughs> they lost to the Bucks last second because of a missed field goal and they lost to the Dallas Cowboys in overtime I mean you could technically say this team is has 11 wins right <laughs> no you can't say they have 11 they have eight, right so they technically have eight, right um, and you know we'd like it if they had 11 but those weren't wins, unfortunately. They, they could easily have been, but that's how a lot of games go. Um, I do agree with you that, that some of those are kind of fluky. You know, missing a field goal at the end of the game is not something you see Nick Fulk do. But he did. And so he did not win that game. <laughs> and, and that was, and we, Ron and I talked about it. That was a coach's call, right? I mean, he could have gone for it. It was like fourth and six or fourth and four, something. It was something ridiculously low, but then he wouldn't have had the pleasure of saying, you know what, we lost because of a field goal. So, <laughs> listen, this is a really good team, and I don't think it's just 
I don't think it's a flavor of the month anymore. I think, you know, looking at some of the stats here, they have a point differential of plus 146. That's number one in the league. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know I sent, I, I know that we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Ron, but uh, I think this team can win the division. And I think this game, you know, worst case scenario, we said that they're, they're gonna go, you know, one and three on this this next four games. But they could be they can go two and two in the next four games and still win the division. Well, right, they've got they've got a couple layups there with the Jaguars and the Dolphins. The right. Colts are sometimes a good team and sometimes not. Um, but those two games against the Bills are really going to be the deciders. They're going to, you know, dictate the outcome for, for the whole division and maybe for the whole AFC. The Bills are a very good team, and they've had a couple of bad luck games too. Um, so I, I think that's really going to decide it. But you can't discount the Patriots' defense. The, the, they, it's one of the best defenses I've seen on this team in a very long time. And um, even, you know, when they lost Stephon Gilmore uh, just before the season started, I kind of know whacked my forehead and said oh that's uh, he was the best player on the on the, the best side of the football but no they're still good they're still one of the best defenses in the league without them and uh that's what's gonna be their backbone as they go through the rest of the season and into the playoffs well what do you think ron <laughs> i think the defense is really good they're playing outstanding um i will say again i you go back and look at who they played um, you talk about Tennessee missing Julio and A.J. Brown. You talk about Atlanta not having anyone to start with, but not having Cordell Patterson. You talk about Cleveland and the shit show that they are. <laughs> and then Carolina not, not even having a, a damn quarterback. Um, you know, we'll see. I think this Buffalo game, and I, Sarah, you and I have talked about Buffalo, right? I, NFL is all about matchups. The Bills refuse to run the ball. The Patriots are going to know that, and they're going to have a game plan to control Josh Allen. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think it's going to be a, a good game, and I think Buffalo, unfortunately, limit themselves offensively with what, what they can and what they do, what they choose to do. So I think that's going to play into into the, you know, the uh, Patriots' hands. Um, but, you know, how good the defense is, it's it, to me, it's kind of tough to say because – a lot of the teams that they faced, um, you got to go back really to, to Dallas to say, okay, that was a, you know, when Dallas was playing at the time, they had all their weapons. They, they were, you know, playing really well. And they, you know, Patriots gave up 35 points in that game. So we'll, we'll see how they do this week on defense. I don't, I'm not too worried about the defense because they are playing that whole, like, Bend but don't break defense, and I know that against the Titans they gave up 270 rushing yards, but that I I think that was part of the game plan, right? They the game plan they had was, you know, Tannehill is not gonna beat us, any anybody but Tannehill. So I think they played a lot a lot of nickel, a lot of dime, and they they pay for it because, I mean, Dontre Hilliard. 131 yards. When is when is that gonna have ever happen? This guy, <laughs> he came off the yeah. practice squad and he was a super solid star. No, I, don't, I think I think that was a uh, 
you know that was a uh anomaly so to speak i don't think they'll right. do that again well for, for me it comes down to um uh, christian barmore did not play in that game yeah. the other rookie right he was the number two pick in the draft and he has been every bit as exciting to watch in my mind as mac jones um you know he's one of those like vince wilfork molds types of guys who could just dominate the line of scrimmage by himself and so when you have a guy like that at the nose then you only need a three-man front and you can have a lot more you can have four linebackers out there causing havoc and that makes life really hard on uh opposing running backs but if he's not in like the other day then you might see some big play especially if you've got you know a backup playing uh playing a, a, a three-man front you might see some plays where they break through that front and you know they have to chase them down so i, I think that christian barmore's health is gonna have an impact on the strength of this this defense for sure um but going into the season i was really worried about the secondary you know obviously losing gilmore but then you know their number one guy was jc jackson who i i didn't have a nice thing to say before this season started <laughs> he he looked overmatched in previous years on some you know covering some number one uh wide receivers but this year he, he turned it turned over a new leaf he has been every bit the number one cornerback that you want out there and um you know that's exciting to watch the secondary is pretty strong with him mills uh you know and and uh uh cordy just covering the whole field so uh, it's exciting you know there's a lot of talent and a lot of young talent uh on the team well joe before before the season started we were doing we did a review of this patriots Patriots team. We did like sort of like a mini camp review, where I'm looking at the notes from that sh- that episode, and I actually gave the cornerbacks a C. We graded yeah. we graded the positions, and I knew that Gilmore was out. He wasn't going to start, right. and I knew that we just had gotten Mills, and he was not so great with the Eagles. Right. We really, you know, J. C. Jackson. He was more of a Nico dime package corner so he didn't really yeah. play man to man but yes definitely i've been impressed and you know they if you look at them now like 12 weeks into the season they still can't really play man but they'll play zone excellent they'll play zone right. that, i think they don't have the, the lockdown cover guy that, yep you know when they lost gilmore but but you know you've got a couple ball hawks that that are, have been really successful grabbing you know uh picks and then you've got some pretty dominating uh uh, uh you know the safety uh adrian phillips has just been like knocking people's blocks off you know he's he's you know running uh, he's just playing so well and uh, of course mccordy can he's not gonna fill up the strategy but he's in on every single play so yeah i i think they are the most surprising unit on the team given the expectations going into the season and that's great it's great news yeah not only that i think kyle duggar might be the lead in the defense and tackles because he basically took over patrick chun when he retired and yeah he's like a swiss army knife type of guy where he can you know line up at the line and rush you know he can uh step into like a linebacker role almost and then he he can you know step in at at nickel corner as well so he's he's an awesome player to watch and he's usually you never know where he's gonna end up on the end of a play now when we did this review we actually 
we were certain we were certain that Cam Newton was gonna start, and I I was I was not very happy about that. I gave him a C. Ron, you gave them a B, so you were you were okay with Cam Newton starting, right? Well, I was okay. I thought they could win with Cam Newton, and I thought even if they got rid of Cam Newton, I didn't think they were losing anything with starting Mac Jones. I thought you know I was that high on on Mac playing. Um, I think he, you know, just not just coming from Alabama, you you can tell that he is their type of player that will. You know, you give him an instruction, he's going to follow it to the T. He's not going to do anything different than what you tell him. And that's what the Patriots like. You know, he, he looks at like his first two, three receivers, and he's always making the right decisions. Um, you know, he doesn't make mistakes. Um, that's the type of player he was. So, you know, I, I didn't think you'd have much of a letdown at all um, with, with them going to Mac Jones. And now it surprised me that he cut Cam. I thought they probably should have held on to Cam. Uh, as a backup in, in case like Matt got hurt or something like that but you know so far things have worked out um, for sure well let me let me take Joe's take on Matt Jones what what did you think when he got drafted and then when the big change was made well you know you, you, they, they drafted the he, he, the national championship winning quarterback right I mean that's a good thing I guess but that team was loaded uh and you don't know who gets all that credit and it seemed like a little bit of a gamble but but you know it's it, 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 it i was encouraged um and now i'm obviously even more encouraged he's been playing awesome he's um he, he what, what impresses me most about him is is his touch passes where he just kind of floats one right into a place where only the receiver can get it he doesn't whip it real hard but he and he doesn't seem to ever really whip it hard like you know most quarterbacks need to sometimes but his when he throws the ball it's it's uh usually uh caught it's usually not dropped and that's that's something that you know it's touch on the pass that that he's really good at um the other thing watching him you know if he does pull it down and, and run he's got this extra gear that we haven't seen around here for a while right so that's you know always exciting to see oh he's going for it yeah um and um, you know that that plus he's just making the right decisions, which is something you often saw Cam Newton not do. But with Cam Newton, I thought a, a full season on the uh, you know in the program, um, plus a full off season to practice and work with the crew and everything would he would he would I thought he would turn it around this year and, and have a big year at least a better a lot better than last year and you know little disappointing that we don't get to see that but we're doing great man I, i'm happy with where we are yeah i mean i'm i, I didn't i didn't even know who this mac jones was because <laughs> as you as you know ron i don't watch college football yeah, you know you need to pay attention man no <laughs> you, attention. you know where i stand on college sports <laughs> period so it was ron who actually told me no you guys drafted a good quarterback I'll be honest, I thought he was the only uh, quarterback that should have went in the first round. But I say this every year. There's always there's only always one or two guys. Yeah. But five or six end up going because these, you know, these NFL coaches seem to think they can change, you know, Trey Lance, for example, for gunning every single ball to, to, to giving him a touch pass, which he just can't do. He's never been able to do it. Uh, or they think they can you know, do something different with Justin Fields that he's not capable of doing. Um, 
So, you know, I thought Mac Jones was just the most NFL ready, you know, running the pro system, uh, making reads, calling plays in the huddle, not looking to the sideline for a play. Um, I just thought he was the most NFL ready quarterback um, that's come out for a while. And I thought, you know, he, I was I was upset to be quite honest with you that, you know, these coaches were, were picking everybody else in front of them. It just didn't make sense to me. Just doesn't make any sense to me, and, and it, it's going to happen again this year. You know, it's going to happen again this year, where all these quarterbacks who did really nothing to impress you in college this year are going to get drafted in the first round. You're going to say, you know, this makes no sense. Why? Why are you doing that? Now, saying having said that, do you is Mac Jones the rookie of the year? Like, is he taking this away from everybody else? I would yeah, say probably. I mean. <laughs> I mean I mean, Who I look. Else is in that conversation? I looked at the fan duel because you know I like to look at the odds, and for the rookie of the year, they have Mac Jones negative two hundred eighty. That's that's the money line. The next person is Jamar Chase at plus two hundred, and then your boy Najee Harris is at plus five thousand. So even Vegas is like, no, this is definitely going to Mac Jones. Because, I mean, who who else would you give it to? Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts. No, there's there. First, he's a quarterback. Second, he's a quarterback of an eight and four team. Um, right. So, you know, that's that's where they're going to look first. You know, what position are you playing, and then how good is your team performing? Before it goes to any other positions, I think. And the same with MVPs, too, right? MVPs, we're talking outside of Jonathan Taylor, who might be the only running back we're, we're going to talk about uh, for MVP. Um, it's still going to be Rodgers or Brady or one of the quarterbacks um, before it you know, goes to Jonathan Taylor. Well, don't look now, but Bill Belichick is in the top runner, the top runner in odds for the coach of the year. Uh, the next one, the next one up, the next candidate is Cliff Kingsbury. So they have Bill Belichick plus three fifty, which sounds yummylicious. Then you got Kingsbury at plus four hundred. Then you got Matt Lafleur at plus six hundred. So I don't know if uh, Kingsbury. I mean, he lost Mer- Kyler Murray for almost three weeks now. It's so maybe he, he's maybe he has, yeah he's still winning. So maybe he does have a chance, but I don't know I about this. You should uh, they should throw the Bengals coach in there too. Yeah, Zach Taylor. Yeah, he he's on there, but he's plus one thousand. So I don't know. <laughs> and that may change if the, the Bengals are doing. They're an okay team that's just playing great right now, um, and I think they're going to win the division. Um, you know, they're going to. I think Lamar Jackson's a little too unpredictable, and the Bengals are going to keep coming on strong, and they're going to win the division. And then he might be uh, up there in the conversation of coach of the year. Yeah, I think so. I think if they pull off that North division, he might he might get Zach Taylor might move up. So, you know, a thousand plus one thousand. It sounds good also i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't uh stray too far from that that uh bet um yeah so basically what, what's your prediction for the game next week like uh so the uh, buffalo they're playing at orchard park what's your prediction that buffalo is favored by two and a half so let joe what's your prediction it's you know 
It doesn't have to be exact number, but what what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think it's going to be a relatively low scoring game, something like twelve uh, to fifteen, somewhere in there. And I do think the Patriots are going to are going to pull it out. They're going to they're going to pressure uh, uh, Allen, um, and they're going to you know try and um, make him look to his second third reads and, because they, they know they're not going to do much running so they're gonna they're gonna try and uh, force him to throw the ball and force him to throw bad throws into coverage and uh, see if they can come away with turnovers so you think it's gonna be a, a close game what's what's your final score oh what did I say 12 15 that sounds good I'll go with that 12 15 what, what about you Ron what's your prediction yeah, I think this is going to be really, really close. Um, I think it can go either way. Um, I, I think the Bills are going to pull this one off. But I'm not confident at all, uh, at all, because they're so one-dimensional. But I, I, I wrote down Bills 22, Pats 20. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty close. That I also picked them. I also picked the Pats by two. I went Pats 19, Bills 17. I think. This is going to be a defensive battle. I, I, I kind of see that. And I see maybe New England get it going ahead. And then the Bills kind of like falling back on Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen, please save us. Save right. us, Josh Allen. So even though I don't know if Josh Allen has the horses. Because they dominated last year, right? But the year before when Tom Brady was at the helm, they, they weren't that good. Uh, so I don't know. This is this is gonna be interesting, and this is a Monday night game, so this is definitely gonna be watchable at the bar. <laughs> I hope it. Uh, it'd be nice if it's like a snow game and it's all snowing and stuff there. I'd like to see that. See that would be fun. The um, the other team that we like to review is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they won thirty eight to thirty one against the Colts. Uh, Ron, what's your take? What you know, the everybody was picking the Colts during the week, and I, I know that we do our picks uh, on Tuesday, and then like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all I heard was Indy, 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 and I was like, oh, that's not good. Uh, so what what's your take? What happened this game? Because it was pretty, it was pretty tight at halftime. It was twenty four to fourteen. Yeah, football, again, is a game of matchups, and I, I, I thought going into the game um, that they wouldn't, the Colts wouldn't be able to run the ball. Jonathan Dale is the best running back, but the Bucks have probably the best run defense in the NFL. So I thought the Bucks would easily take that away, and they, they'd be able to, to, to win. And for the most part, they did that. I think in the fourth quarter, they, they allowed him to get some runs. Um, runs going uh, to make it look a little bit respectable when it when you look at his stats, but the, the Bucks are getting healthy, right? Um, they had Gronk back. He's starting to look a little bit better. They, you know, they ran the ball a lot with Fournette. They gave him 17 touches, so they're committing to the run, which is something they don't always do. Um, and on top of that, you know, you're going to have A.B. back at some point. Um, you know, you already have Mike Evans and Godwin playing. I, I think they're, they're a better team, period, um, in terms of talent. Uh, and it's just a matter of time when their defense starts to click uh, that, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help them in, towards the end of the season. So 
you know, I thought I, mean, I had the I had the Bucks winning, um, so I'm not really sh- shocked. I, I was shocked that Carson Wentz played that well. Um, he threw for 300 yards, had three touchdowns. That that was kind of surprising. Uh, I I expected them to shut Taylor down and then Carson Wentz to make some mistakes, which he did make mis- uh, mistakes, but he didn't play too too badly. So, um, you know. The, the Bucks are a good team. I, I still have them as my Super Bowl favorite. Um, and, and I think as they get healthy, um, they'll start to show it. They haven't really showed it as yet on defense especially, but you're going to start to see it, you know, as the season progresses. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe, Joe, let me ask you this question. Are you a, a Tom Brady fan now that he left the Patriots? I mean, he's the single greatest NFL player I've ever seen. I think I'll always be a Tom Brady fan. I'm lucky that he was on my favorite team for so long, you know. So, uh, yes, absolutely. Pro Tom Brady that they actually went out and bought the Tampa Bay Bucks jersey. I saw well, maybe a step too far there. Well, I saw a lot, especially <laughs> if you're like under 21, 18, 14, any little kid, I saw them wearing a Tom Brady jersey with a Buccaneers logo on it. Um, and then there's the second school of thought where they just look at him as a traitor. He should have never switched teams. Blah blah blah. I'm in. I'm in that second camp. Tom Brady wasn't his best. I mean, two twenty six total. This doesn't sound like he played his best. But the running game was there all day. I mean, Leonard Fournette was crushing it. Had a hundred yards rushing. And one thing that surprised me is Mike Evans wasn't wasn't the number one guy mike evans is just a dominant receiver um and gronk gronk's back i love gronk i have the gronk jersey you know um they're so i think that when they're at their best is when mike evans is the one catching most of the footballs um but you know they they got it done yeah there's just too many mouths to feed um, yeah you know chris godwin to me is an, an equally good receiver uh and then for whatever you know, whatever reason, Brady has this thing with AB. You saw at the beginning of the year, they just yeah. have this connection. It's just like, well, damn. I mean, AB's getting like a hundred yards, like almost every game, and you don't see anything from Mike Evans. So it's just, just too many mouths to feed. Even behind Gronk, you got like OJ Howard, Cameron Bray. You got the running backs like Fournette had seven catches, I think, this past game. You know, there's so many options for him. It's just insane. Do you, is, is A.B. coming back, or is he finally, you know, gone off the deep end? I have no clue what the hell's going on with <laughs> A.B. It feels to me like, honestly, they're covering something up here. It's I mean, there was just a weird, the weirdest news story that he, like, forged a vaccination card. Yeah. Or, like, bizarre. Just a bizarre it's, situation. Around him. him is bizarre. It's bizarre <laughs> that he's been out this long, you know. When you when you when you read like some of the comments, um, he, he, it almost seems like he's going to be back this week and back that week, and then he doesn't end up playing. So I, I don't know what's going on, uh, to be quite honest. Um, but you know, I don't think we need him. You know, we really didn't need him last year. He played, yeah, at the, in the playoffs and he did well, but we really didn't need him to get there last year. So um, it's I think with him, it's just icing on the cake for some reason. Uh, but you know. We can. I think they can get to the Super Bowl with or without him. Well, I didn't pick the Bucks to repeat 
on like you but i i did pick the rams and now i'm having second thoughts about the rams um and i i'm actually i like i like uh mr rogers teams very much i think that they might be contenders for the nfc at least give the bucks a good a good run for their money the bucks play atlanta next week uh what's what's your prediction joe you think this just a cakewalk for the bucks yeah i think it is going to be a cakewalk uh for the bucks um they should be able to put up you know close to 40 points i think they're averaging like 31 or 32 on the season but my guess is that they'll get to 40 and the falcons have nothing uh, at all on offense uh that should scare the bucks so my prediction is gonna be 40 to 20. 40 to 20. uh joe what do you think is going to happen this game well 40 to 20 i don't know if they'll get to 40 points but i do think that they will hold uh, a fairly thin falcons offense to below 20 points so i'll say that falcons gets 17 and the buccaneers get 35. You know what? You and I—you can tell we're Bostonians because I—that's the exact same <laughs> score that I gave. I said Tampa Bay thirty-five, Falcons seventeen, and that's the yeah, game is. is gonna be out of out of hand yeah. by that by the second half. Um, so, so just just uh, just to be on the record, they they last time they played the Falcons this year they won forty-eight to twenty-five. They put up forty-eight. Falcons. Are- uh, the over/under is fifty. 50.5 so i think i think vegas knows that this is going to be a blowout i don't even think they have part patterson back or maybe he matter they're going to blow out this team uh okay so the last team that we're going to review it's the steelers the steelers so the steelers played the Bengals and got a, their ass whooped 41 to 10 Ron, this is your team. Uh, they, this was, uh, I think this was a must victory for them, and they basically, I mean, what what happened? What happened in this team? Yeah, so this was my upset special. <laughs> oh, so you, you combine know, your upset special with your team? That should have been a red flag. It was right, and I think it was just me holding out hope that you know that they could turn things around with big big Ben playing. Um, they, they were terrible. They, they are not a good football team. Um, we, we already talked a lot about their offensive issues uh, with Big, Big Ben, uh, with the offensive line. Uh, uh, but it's the last couple games, it's been their defense has just been absolute shit. Um, and, with you know, we had TJ Watt playing this week, uh, and then our linebackers just are terrible. Uh, they had, they're not playing well. No one's playing well on defense so we got blown the hell out the game was over within the first quarter and um yeah you know there's not much to say it was just over quickly um and i think the season's over for the for the steeler any any hope of them uh making the playoffs at this point even though like you know they're a 500 team right now any hope of them turning things around um and salvaging the season is is just going down in smokes. I mean, at halftime, it was already thirty-one to three. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't even 
Joe Burrow wasn't Joe Burrow. He only he only passed for 190 yards. However, mm-hmm. Joe Mixon was a killer. 165, two touchdowns, 198 total as a team. I mean, you you guys weren't even playing defense. Yeah, that's this again. It's disappointing, right? Because you're talking a, a Steelers team that historically plays extremely well, not just on defense, but especially against the run. They, we don't, just don't give up hundred yard games. Um, but well, what he was able to do is not just, um, I think, defense. You know, especially second and third string. He had a lot of second and string players playing, but a lack of effort, I think, is what is concerning um there just wasn't a lot of effort um on display um and that and that's two games straight now on defense where guys are just mailing it in and and that's concerning so joel in your estimation are the steelers done can we stick a fork in them or you think there's hope (laughs) i mike tomlin is a good coach so you know, you, you, you hope that that is enough to pull them in the right direction. But, no, I, I think that they they don't have much hope uh, for the division. They don't have much hope for the playoffs. They're going to have to look to next year. They're going to have to look to next year. And we know that Big Ben is the biggest issue, the biggest uh, red stain on this team. And he's not going to be there next year, right? Uh, I mean, he better not be. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we we your seals are loyal to a fault. You know, I, everyone thought that it was that was it for Big Ben last year, and I don't think the team really wanted him back. They wanted to look to the future, knowing obviously they don't. I don't think the future is on the team now. Mason Rudolph and Haskins aren't the answer, but they were going to look elsewhere. Uh, but he decided, Big Ben, that he wanted to come back. And they agreed to bring him back just because you know the seals are loyal. Um, but he's been um, he's hampered them, you know, with what what they can do offensively. And um, you know, it's it's disappointing for sure. Um, but you know, it it is what it is. We gotta figure out. At this point, we should be just focusing on like a evaluation, like who's. Uh, you know, giving it beyond. Um, that's what we need to do. Just be focused on evaluation at this point, um, getting healthy, and then preparing for like 2022 and, and beyond. Are you an advocate for tanking in favor of getting a uh, better uh, draft pick placement? Is that a good strategy or a bad strategy? It depends, right? So in general, I'm not generally a fan of like you know even if you don't have talent i like when coaches are going all out and the players you can tell are playing uh you know as if they want to win so i'm not a fan of tanking at all um having said that you know we talked about the quarterback class this year in my opinion uh there's only one good quarterback that's coming out and that that's kenny pickett that i think is like nfl ready um I don't think they'll be in position to draft him where they're at right now. There's just too many teams that are looking for quarterbacks. Uh, so I don't think they'll be in the mix to, to be able to draft him. Having said that, there's a lot of free agents that are out there um, and that will be out there. Garoppolo is not a free agent. You don't have to trade for him, but Russell Wilson, maybe Aaron Rodgers, 
uh, you know, even Danny Dimes on the Giants. You know, I wouldn't mind having him as a placeholder until we find our quarterback of the future. I think there's going to be a lot of options uh, for placeholders, I think, until we can get in a position where we can draft a quarterback in the future. What's What's your prediction, Ron? Are they home or away? Uh, it's in Pittsburgh. And when I checked, the Ravens were favored by three somehow. Only three. Um, now, this was when I checked Monday. And now TJ Watt is out. He's on the COVID list. So my prediction is another beatdown. Ravens, it's funny. They could be up and down. Uh, I mean, did you reason, did you I, watch that game Sunday night? That was ter- that was terrible, was terrible. It was, terrible. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. The one thing I'll, I'll say about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson specifically, he knows when he has a bad game. You know, he yeah. wasn't like he, he won, and he was still disappointed because he, he knew he didn't play well. And that's what I like about Lamar Jackson. So, I think he'll look to rebound. Um, you know, he's not going to have four turnovers or whatever he had this past week. I think he'll play well. Um, but I see another beatdown. I, uh, I'm going to say like 31 to, to 16, and, and I'll be shocked to be to be honest if we get 16 points. Yeah, 31 to 16 sounds about right. Joe, what do you think? It, is it going to be another beatdown? Incredible tools to just take over a game. You know, he can be a one-man show almost kill-handedly. It seems like then he can also throw four picks in one game, and you know. Play a real stinker. So uh, I think having just done that, he will probably bounce back and have a good game. And I agree. I think I, I don't think it's going to be quite as high scoring because I do think that there's going to be a fumble or a, a pick or something that 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 derails a drive or two of the Ravens. But I'm going to say 28 to 15. 28 to 15. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Um, I don't. I didn't know what to make of this game because Baltimore, the defense is good, but then they're doing either running the ball, or the passing good wide receivers. What's his name? Hollywood Brown is really kind of a disappointing. I don't know. Is he hurt? I don't know. He just uh, refuses to go deep. Uh, but yet, I still see them winning this game like a twenty-one to ten. I I, I just don't see them. I think the I think the defense is good. Their offense um, is kind of like, you know, take your pick what, whatever works that week for Lamar Jackson, I guess. Um, so well, I'll, I'll say this: if they hold the Ravens to twenty-one after giving up forty-one for me, regardless of whether <laughs> you know, Ravens to win or not, that that'll be a win for me if they can hold. The Ravens to twenties because they've given up forty points two games in a row, um, and like I said, I don't think uh, TJ's playing. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, but you know what? This is not. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't really trust this Baltimore team. Okay, let me just say this, Joe. We have this upset special where we pick our teams. You know, anything that's over three-point spread will pick it and i was initially gonna go with the baltimore against pittsburgh as my upset special but now i'm just like pittsburgh is so bad that i'm not gonna pick them anymore as the upset special i'm actually gonna go 
with the Bengals beating the Chargers as my upset specials. I think that the Bengals are capable of beating the Chargers. Upset? Bengals over Chargers? Uh, favorite? Favorite. Yeah, so right now, by, how the, much, the, by three, exactly three points. I don't know why they're playing at home. They're playing in Cincinnati. Uh, but I was like, you know what? This is a disrespect. I'm going to pick the Bengals to uh, win this game like a 25 to 17. What's your upset special? Wow. Um, and I didn't really have a chance to look at like these point spreads at all. Um, I'm kind of skimming through them now. I don't see anything that like stands out that that I would feel comfortable place, placing a bet um, at all. Um, well, remember, this is just a fictional upset special. <laughs> it's fictional, but I take it personal when I, you know, <laughs> when I lose as badly as I did this past week. It's like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, well, wow, you know, last week, last week I had a, a, a three-game parlay. You know, not a, not a lot, but it was a three-game, and I hit on two. In the third game, it was the Browns versus Baltimore, and I was like, I picked the Browns. And then, like, I was like, you know what? I want to change my mind. So I w- had to watch the whole entire game just grinning. Grinning at whatever Mayfield did. And just like, why did I pick the Browns? They're horrible offensive team. But, you know, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Do not go with the Browns ever. <laughs> yeah, man. These games are... They're so one-sided, I think. I, if, if there was going to be a, and, you know, again, it's a divisional game, so these teams are familiar with each other, and those games don't usually have, the margin of victory isn't, isn't usually that, that big for divisional games. So, and the way Houston played this past week, um, I probably would would lean to them pulling off uh, an upset somehow. They lost, now they lost to the Jets this past week. Did they lose? Yeah, I think I think they lost to the Jets. Let me just quickly take a look here. Twenty-one to fourteen. So it's not like losing to the Jets. It's almost like you know, I don't know, having That's sex, bad. having sex with your sister. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just you don't feel good afterwards, right? No. No. Bob, you know what? I, I'm still gonna stick with it. It's, it's just a gut feeling for whatever reason. Yeah. So what 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 would be your final score? One, I think it's gonna be low slow scoring. Houston, you know, Houston twenty, Colts seventeen. So you think they don't run? Jonathan Taylor doesn't have a good game. I, I think Houston's defense is better than uh, people give them credit for. They play really well on defense. I don't know what they'll be able to do offensively. Um, you know, I think the, the Colts. I, again, I, John Taylor is the best running back in the league, hands down. But if you're able to slow him down somehow, that always gives you a chance to win. So I think they can do that. Okay, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do an upset special. What team you think is being disrespected right now, but they could possibly win? <laughs> well, I, I have to take the you know the 
I'm going by Tipco Sportsbook here, but the uh, New England Patriots are, are, you know, behind the Bills 3.5. So I would say that that's my upset right there is the Patriots are going to win. And they're going to win by not much, but it's going to be a low-scoring game, as I said earlier. And uh, I think that's going to be the upset. But I do think that that pick, um, the Bengals over the Chargers, is a great pick. They are, I think that's that's also probably going to be the way it goes. Yeah, I, 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 you know, Browns was my my number one pick at the beginning of the year because I, I believe the hype of the Browns team being good, and now that I'm seeing the Bengals, um, I'm like, you know what? I can see the Bengals winning this division. Now yeah. that the Steelers are fading and the Browns are are fading, you know, it's gonna be between them because Baltimore is just. Their offense doesn't really inspire me like like the Joe Burrow's offense. The question is the Chargers, how good exactly are they? I mean, they yeah. played so well beginning the season, and the last few games played like shit. You know, it's like, what are you going to get? And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I said that I think the Chargers are a year away, you know, from being really, really good. Um, but at the beginning of the year, I'm like, well, maybe they can can actually make a run this this season. But you know, they're six and five right now. Um, I don't know, you know, what Chargers team you're going to get. Yeah, I, I think that they they have some real talent there. Um, Austin Eckler has just been awesome for my fantasy team as well as for the Chargers themselves. And uh, Justin Herbert has flashes of, of greatness mm-hmm. in him for sure. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that he's right there that hasn't yet realized. So, Yeah, I mean, not only Justin Herbert. I know that they have a first-year coach. And out of, out of all the coaches, all the first-year coaches, probably my favorite one is on the Chargers. But... He, I think he still hasn't figured out how everything works yet. So that's why I, I like the Bengals to be my upset special. Joe, we want to thank you for coming on. Luisa, Teddy, and Julie, uh, say hi to family. And uh, what, what's the temperature right now? Oh, it's getting cold. It was It's below, been below freezing at night every night here. But, yeah, everybody's good. It's been a real pleasure being on with you two. I appreciate it greatly. Yes, and, uh, yeah, man, it's great, great having you. We need to have you back again. It's pretty at the end of the season when the Patriots are heading towards the playoffs. It'd be nice to have like all the Pats fans. Yeah, we, we're definitely we're gonna have a playoff podcast and uh, just 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 invite. When I went back this week to Boston, there was a lot of people that was they're not as bad as some other people that we had on the podcast, but. At least they can speak about football, you know, and actually communicate what their thoughts and feelings are on the on the on the podcast. So, thank you, Joe. Uh, we're gonna end it there. And uh, from HQ, I say goodbye, all. Thanks again, Please. fellas. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at 
Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S-H-U-T-Y-M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.